You know, there, there is this very um, historical sense that happens in the midst of, of um, membership, in the midst of these things, that, that reminds us that we are a part of something that has been going on for a long time. People say things like, you know, the church is just a man-made institution. Can I just tell you that is absolutely wrong? Whoever tells you that, just say, that's not right. It's Jesus' church. He is Lord of the church. He's the one who made the church. He's the one who said, I will build my church. The idea is his. And we are a part of something that's so much bigger than just us. We are part of this historical discipleship through, through the ages. And, and I, I, today we're talking about prayer, and we're specifically talking about prayers of disciples. And, and, and I'm going to spend some time, I'm going to read some prayers to us in just a moment. But, but I, I want us to understand this, that do you know that, that there is nothing that we have experienced in our lives that hasn't been already experienced in the life of the church? Can I just tell you that? The church has been dealing with stuff since the beginning of the church. It's been dealing with questions about how am I saved? It's been dealing with questions about what does eternity look like? It's been dealing with questions about when does the second coming of Christ going to happen? Been dealing with questions of relationships. Been dealing with questions of sexuality. It's been dealing with questions of all kinds of stuff over the centuries. Been dealing with finance, been dealing with jobs, been dealing with persecution. And we are a part of that historical church. Amen? That's a good thing. And so today I, I want I want to read some prayers. Um, most of them are on the back of your bulletin. If you want to kind of follow along with me as I read a few of them, um, just kind of give them some thought as we kind of go through this process. I'd really like you to just kind of reflect. Uh, Lita's going to pray softly behind. And, and I hope that you'll just remind yourself of your connectedness to historical discipleship in this thing called the church over the years. So as I read, would you just quietly reflect? And when I've finished reading them, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have a little moment of quietness and... Uh, and I want you to just kind of pray your own discipleship prayer. Let me pray as we get started in that process. Father, you are good, and my soul knows it well. You are good beyond my circumstances. You are good beyond me. And in you, I have found my hope. And so, God, I come to you with confidence that you are good and you go before me and you go before this church. Lord, hear my prayer and the prayers of disciples through the ages and prayers of disciples this very moment. We pray in Jesus' name. First Clement wrote in 96 A.D. We ask you, Master, be our helper and defender. 
rescue those of our number in distress. Raise up the fallen. Assist the needy. Heal the sick. Turn back those of your people who stray. Feed the hungry. Release our captives. Revive the weak. Encourage those who lose heart. Let all the nations realize that you are the only God. That Jesus Christ is your child. And that we are your people and the sheep of your pasture. Origen, one of the early church fathers, wrote this. Jesus, my feet are dirty. Come, even as a slave to me. Pour water into your bowl. Come and wash my feet. In asking such a thing, I know I am overbold. But I dread what was threatened when you said to me, If I do not wash your feet, I have no fellowship with you. Wash my feet then, because I long for your companionship. St. Patrick wrote, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, and Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down, and Christ when I sit down. Christ when I arise. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. prayer that is attributed to Mother Teresa says this. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. The best you have will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It has never been between you and them anyway. Julian of Norwich writes these words. Oh my God, teach my heart where and how to seek you, where and how to find you. You are my God and you are my all.
and I have never seen you. You have made me and remade me. You have bestowed on me all the good things I possess. Still, I do not know you. I have not yet done that for which I was made. Teach me to seek you. I cannot seek you unless you teach me or find you unless you show yourself to me. Let me seek you in my desire. Let my desire in you, excuse me, let my let me desire you in my seeking. Let me find you by loving you. Let me love you when I find you. A prayer attributed to St. Francis of Assisi says this. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is giving in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying to self that we are born to eternal life. As Alita plays softly, would you just take a moment to reflect on any of these prayers that are printed before you or and just say a few quiet words of prayer to your God. It's one disciple seeking his Lord. Take a moment, would you? Disciples throughout history have prayed this prayer. Would you pray it with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
I love that prayer. We say it often. We memorized it as a little kid. And I like it because it speaks um, something kind of unique to me. It, it, it was not that Jesus' disciples didn't know how to pray. They came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? Everybody, all the disciples of all the great gurus, of spiritual gurus, had their prayers that they prayed. And the disciples came and said to Jesus, Jesus, teach us to pray and how to think about God. And I really think that's probably the bigger part of what this was. Or you see, I think the Lord's Prayer is what I kind of call a positional and a proclamational prayer. It, it is a prayer that puts us, the pray, prayers, in a right position with God and proclaims who God is in the midst of our prayer. I have this feeling that, and it's certainly what I try to do, this, that, that when we're in the midst of stuff, Anybody in the midst of stuff? Everybody raise your hand. We're all in the midst of stuff. Okay. When we're in the midst of stuff, it, it does us well to think about who God is. It does us well to remember his character and his person. And, and while we pray this prayer, sometimes let's rote memory, you know, our Father who art in heaven, or I don't know about you, I always think about our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, when I arrived here, David Cook said to me, Pastor, if you could just sing once in a while, the people love it when the pastor sings. I'm like, are you serious? You know, but we, 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 we think about this stuff, you know, we, we say it, but we kind of miss, we miss sometimes really the bigger thing that's going on here. And I think the bigger thing that happens in the midst of this prayer is, is we are declaring who God is in our relationship with Him. And we're in the middle of stuff. That's a very good thing to do. Our Father. When you say our Father, you are saying a lot about the character of God. You are saying that God is a God who is in relation to His people. He is not this far-off God who created all the universe and sits back and says... Well, that was interesting. That was kind of funny to watch that happen. God is this God who is intimately involved with us. You know that Jesus said on multiple occasions, he called out to his father as Abba, Father. Daddy, the lover of my soul, the one who holds me and keeps me and draws me in. He has that kind of relationship. And we are declaring when we say our Father... That you care about who I am, that you know me, and that you know stuff that's going on. You are a personal God who is relatable. Who art in heaven. We are declaring that this God is bigger than we are. This God is not a stick or a stone or uh, just a thing that we created here in this place. This God of ours who lives in heavens is, is the creator of all things. He is above all things. He is huge. He is the one who sustains all things. Our Father who art in heaven. That's a big deal. Hallowed be thy name. God, you are holy. You are pure. You are righteous. You are good. 
You are all those things, God. That's who I pray to. That's the kind of person you are. You don't make mistakes. Amen? God is good all the time. God's goodness is what? Okay, that was bad. You guys missed it. God's goodness. Oh, come on. God's goodness is not defined by my circumstances. Y'all got that? No, you didn't get that. Say it with me. God's goodness is not defined by my circumstances. God is good. Period. All the time. He has good intentions. He is holy. He is pure. Understand that. Doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Doesn't matter the stuff going on around you. God is good. Man, hallowed be your name. Give us this day our daily bread. We're asking for something, but in that midst of asking, we're really declaring that that God is our provider, that there is nothing that you have, nothing that I have, nothing that we have that God has not given you. You understand this? This is one of those things that we have to kind of see ourselves in this light because we say, well, I worked hard for this. Okay, so you work hard. Big deal. God gave it to you. God is your provider. God is the one who gives you all things. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Do you know that God's will is going to be done whether we pray it or not? God is not frustrated by us. Disappointed perhaps sometimes, but not frustrated. <laughs> His ends are not frustrated. His will is going to be done in heaven as it is in earth. I got out of order. But jumping across the one I already talked about. He says, and forgive us our trespasses. Aren't you glad you have a God who forgives? That's his character. God, you are a forgiving God. You are slow to anger and abundant in compassion. Your love is everlasting. You never fail. You never quit. You don't throw us aside. Forgive us our debts, our trespasses, our sins, as we forgive those who trespass sin against us. You know, that's the only part of this prayer that's really conditional on us. Everything else is just what God does. Forgiveness is the only one that's conditional on us forgiving. Don't be that person that harbors bitterness or anger or hurt. Because that's not who God is. And we're going to be like Him. No matter what comes across your way, no matter what you experience, no matter what's going on, God, You are a forgiving God. God, help me to be the same. Amen? That's how we live. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Speaks of two realities. That there is evil out there. 
but that he is our protector. He is the one that watches over us. Even when, you know what? Well, I don't have time. I'm running late. <coughs> I, I need my other service. I have a little gal in the back that gives me the five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and I'm done. <laughs> and I don't have that, so I've got to go on. I'm, I'm running out of time here. But he is our protector. Do you understand that? No matter what you face, no matter all the junk that comes your way, he is your protector. You know, several, several weeks ago, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but several weeks ago, uh, maybe last week or something, I, I posted something about, about the fact that we are at God's disposal. Do you know what it means to be at God's disposal? Have you ever said that? Something, somebody says something to you. We don't use that phrase a lot, but we say, I'm at your disposal. That means I'm here to help you. I'm here available for you. Whatever you need, I'm going to give you. I'm going to help you out. Do what you, I'm here to help you. But it also means, God, I give you permission to do what you want to do in me. Even to dispose of me. He is our protector. You understand that? He is our protector. He, he, he is bigger and, and we are bigger than any particular moment. He is our protector. He watches over all that we have. He's going to watch over this church. He's watching over me. He's got a good future for us. You understand that? He's our protector. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Even though that's kind of a later addition to the prayer, as we understand from study, but it's still good. We memorized it, and it's still true. He, not me, not we, get all the glory and all the honor and all the power and all the glory and all the praise forever and ever and ever and ever. When you're in tough places, just start talking about who God is. Talk about his character. Talk about his greatness. In the midst of that, we find ourselves in a different position in regard to our stuff. Because God is bigger and better and gooder. If you let me say that. Amen? Pray with me. Father, into your hands do we give all that we are. We have none but you. And that's enough. For you are souls know it well. And so, Father, we join with believers through the ages, the church historical. As they walk through stuff, we walk through stuff. But in the midst of it all, we look to you. For you are good. Be honored in all that we are. Be exalted in us. More of you and less of us. That's our prayer. We love you, Lord. And into your hands do we commit all that we are. We pray in Jesus' name.